I believe I was 28 when I graduated from my first round of college with an associate's degree in electronic engineering, and my grade point average was horrible. Why? Well, number one, I was putting myself through college working as a waiter. I was taking care of a house after my mother had passed away. I was taking care of a sister who had special needs, and my dad was a long-distance truck driver, and while he was keeping the lights on, couldn't really help pick up any of the slack. And as you might imagine, my GPA was not that great. In fact, I remember my last semester, I took many more hours than I normally would because I said, I'm either graduating or I'm going to die. Fast forward 20 some years and I'm going back to school to get my teaching degree, even though I had been teaching for over 20 years at that point, but I needed that piece of paper. So I went back to school and things were definitely different. And it dawned on me that I could probably get better grades this second time around. I would do things like, I don't know, my homework. But here was the weird thing. I was nervous about this because what if I tried to get good grades and didn't? Sometimes you think it's better to say, well, I I could get that if I wanted to. I just choose not to and get bad grades. But what if you say, no, I'm actually going to try to get good grades and then, well, you don't. You're going to feel a little stupid sometimes when you try. And so consequently, many of us, well, don't, because we like to have that excuse in our back pocket that, well, I could, but you know, who wants good grades? Well, I did. And it turns out that when I actually read my <laughs> required reading and did the homework and didn't sleep through class, uh, I actually ended up getting straight A's many times my second time in college. And you're like, Dave, wonderful. I'm glad to hear you got good grades. What does this have to do with podcasting again? I see people that are afraid to talk to their audience because in the end, the people that can help you make a great show is your audience. And it was interesting. I'm going to tell a story today. This, this particular episode is going to have multiple little baby segments, but I was getting ready to make sweeping changes to a podcast that I do based on one person's feedback. And so today I'm going to tell you what happened when I got up the nerve to just, I don't know, ask the audience and see what happens. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I'm your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, this is where I help you plan your podcast. I help you launch your podcast, and then I help you get a ton of downloads. Let's grow that sucker and see what happens. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER when you sign up. That's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R at schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. And so I'm just going to start off with my little story. As I mentioned, we have a bunch of segments today. And so the first thing I want to talk about is I do a show called the Podcast Rodeo Show. 
the quick origin story was I had no time to do a podcast. I wanted to test a media host. And so I just started grabbing random podcasts. I would listen to it and just talk out loud. It was a first impression review of your show. And I've been doing this for years. I've had people sign up. I'd never played with Fiverr. So in a true, like classic example of we all undersell ourselves, I started doing these for $5, which is way, way underselling that value. And people signed up. I had people tell me, hey, thank you so much because I let my family and friends listen to it. And they didn't point out any of the stuff you did. And I had other people that did sign up for my full review because this was just like the first couple minutes and they would go over and sign up for the podcast review show. Not many, though, not many, but a few did. And I think I had one or two people sign up for the school of podcasting. And I had one person that in a Facebook group said, I would like some feedback on my show. So I grabbed an episode. I listened to it. And in my opinion, and again, that's all it was. She did not set up her show in a way that I had any idea what I was talking to. Now, the somewhat downside of this is she was sharing some very vulnerable information And I said, wow, I'm really sorry to hear these things happen to you, but I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, as you might imagine, if you're bearing your soul and somebody says, huh, you know, this is horrible content. I wasn't commenting on the content. I was commenting on the way the show was set up to where it left the listener going. I don't know what I'm listening to. And this person then hired me, not knowing I had reviewed her show. And basically blasted me and said, wow, that was really mean. And you're not going to get any kind of coaching doing that kind of coaching and yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Well, if you are new to my show, I love to help people. The last thing I want to do is hurt someone's feelings. And this really, really bothered me. And I kind of stepped back and I was like, I actually thought of just canceling the show. I was going to pull it offline. And I just was really, and so I was really bothered by this. And then I thought, well, wait a minute. That's, that's one person's opinion. I just got done telling this person that, yes, I said, I didn't like the way you set up your show. And I also said, it's just an opinion. It's just an opinion. It's my opinion. And I explained to her that I know I'm like, and this is where people always do that joke, the whole, oh, you're the Dave Jackson. And I was like, yeah, but that show gets maybe 400 downloads an episode. It's not like it's going out to millions. It's a podcast about podcasting. I'm never going to have this ginormous 10,000 downloads per episode thing. That's just not the way it works in this particular genre. And that didn't seem to matter in this case. And so I said, well, before I go making any changes, there's someone I should talk to. And I put out an episode and said, Hey, would you appreciate a kinder, gentler podcast rodeo show? And I got a few people that gave me some feedback. And one person said, you know, one of the things I really like about this show is you say what's in my head and nobody else is saying this to that person. So you're actually providing a valuable insight. 
Another person say, you know, Dave, uh, what you're saying is is that gut reaction, and that is kind of entertaining because you're kind of snarky sometimes and you're a little little blatant at times. And uh, but that's kind of what I tune in for. And he, but that person also said, uh, I also realize that if this is damaging your brand as a coach, because if somebody comes in cold and just hears Dave say, "Wow, your audio sounds like crap," like on a scale from one to ten. You're about a five and a half. They may not want to say, well, this is the guy I want to work with. So I thought about it, but I asked and I got more feedback from people and they all said the same thing. And that was don't change the show. Keep doing it. You know, if you want to soften it up a bit, but we really do. I am learning things from this show. Now, did I get a ton of feedback? Nope, but I had one person's opinion and I'm going to say I got maybe five people that said, please don't change the show. And the reason I'm bringing up this story is because I have said for years now that your podcast is not a statue. It is a recipe and it's your show. You can change it however you want. If I wanted to, I could make it even nastier, I guess. But in my case, I thought about this and I was like, hmm. And I've been married twice. And she would even admit this if you asked her. One of the things that did not help our marriage, and there are plenty of things that I did for the record here, I'll throw myself under the bus, is my wife had a bad habit of saying things the minute they came in her head. And that is not always a good thing. And for the record, I'm probably guilty of that as well. And that's what I'm doing on this show. So that kind of triggered me as I thought about it. I thought, well, boy, I remember some of the things that came my way, those knee-jerk reactions. And so I'm not going to stop doing the show, but I am going to take a breath. I'm going to listen to it, and and I'm going to try. It's going to be hard for me to change that, but I'm going to try to do a slightly more because the feedback is always constructive. It's always like, here's how you fix this. I want you to make a better episode, but it's just me listening to the first few minutes of your show. It's just a first impression kind of thing. Again, it wasn't it really when I launched, it wasn't supposed to be a show that went on and on forever. It was me testing something. I was listening to Eric Newsom's newsletter, and this is where this is a great example of when someone has good content you will go out of your way to get it. And in this case, and I don't know why, Eric is a guy that worked at NPR. He runs a podcasting agency. He's the author of the book, Make Noise. I've had him on the show. I really appreciate his opinion. And yet he puts out a newsletter that is not a podcast. So I spend $9 a month for some service that I can copy and paste his newsletter into this service and it will turn it into an almost okay robot voice that I can then download and throw it into my podcast app and listen to it. And Eric launched a new show. It's called This Is Dating. And in the newsletter, and I'll have links to that, by the way, out in the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 810. And in his newsletter, he gave you the behind the scenes of how they created the show. And they went through different formats and tried different things for about a year and a half. And I was like, wow, 
That's a long time to be working on different things. But on the other hand, that's also how you come up with a great show. I have not listened to it yet, but thanks to his newsletter, I'm going to. And I thought about this. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to take a year and a half to tweak my format, but I am going to do some different things. I might actually have the person come on with me because if I'm going to say something that is constructive, I'm going to do it to your face. I might actually turn it into a video show. There's all sorts of different ways you can tweak things. And in this case, I'm very happy that this person said, hey, your show was kind of mean in a nutshell. I'm summarizing their words and I don't want to be mean. I want to be helpful. And it was good that I was able to ask my audience and they said, hey, I am learning from this. And I was like, good, because that was the goal of the show. So I'm, I am achieving my goal, but I stepped back and said, wait a minute though, this, this can definitely be mean at times, especially if I record the show a little later in the evenings, that's, that's not a good idea. Cause at that point I'm tired and I don't have the patience for shenanigans, but I was able to step back and now I'm working on some things. I'm going to be trying some different formats And this goes back to the point I always make that authors have rough drafts. Actors have dress rehearsals. Athletes have practice. They have preseason. And then when you're ready, you go to the real thing. And so that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to continue doing my current format as I try different things because it's my show and I can change what I want. And when I find the format that I feel the most comfortable with that helps me achieve my goals and provides value to the audience. That's what I'll do. So keep in mind that the audience could have said, Hey Dave, that person's right. You're a mean SOB. I don't know why anyone would have hired you to be a consultant. And that would have crushed me. It really would have, cause that's not what I want to be but they could have. And I knew that when I threw that out there, every time I do a question of the month, I always wonder, is anybody going to reply to this? I always worry that you're not, by the way, schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. More on that in a minute. But I was nervous. I was like, what if I ask my audience and I get the answer I don't want to hear? Well, I would rather try put myself out there and see if I can hit the target, knowing that you're not always going to hit the target because let's face it, when it comes to humanity, we have many shapes and sizes with many thoughts and feelings, and you can't be everything to every one, but that doesn't stop you from trying. So if you're asking questions like, should I, or how long should, or whatever it is, Look, I would love to help you as a podcast consultant. I can tell you some different things. I can tell you that there is no such thing as too long, only too boring. Thank you, Valerie Geller. But in the end, the best person to ask are the people that are listening to your content. And all you're trying to do is make a better product for them. So don't take it personal if they give you feedback. If they ask you to steer a different way, Is that a way you want the show to go? Because if you go, no, I don't want to do that, then that person is not your target audience. But my bottom line is, 
I'm seeing people that are like, I'm not sure what to do. I'm not sure if I should do this. I'm not sure if I should do this or that. And I get you're always going to have those questions about hardware and microphones and things of that nature. But when it comes down to your content, the person you want to ask is your audience. Speaking of your audience, I need your answer by January 28th, 2022. The question of the month is when you find a show in whatever app you're in, do you subscribe and follow? Do you just cherry pick the titles? What brought you there? Was it the artwork? Was it the number of reviews? We just want you to kind of riff, for lack of a better phrase, just explain how you go about choosing to start listening to a show. Because the more we hear what people do, the more we can make sure that we're doing the things that are going to actually lead people to follow and subscribe. Because in the end, that's where the numbers really come in handy. Because once someone follows or subscribes you, in theory, they are now officially a fan of your show. Just go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. Adam Curry, one of the inventors of podcasting, said, never limit your audience's ability to support you. Now, that's easy for Adam to say. If you're new to Adam, he was on MTV back in the day when it was a big deal. And he's been a DJ since he was like 14. And he has millions of people listening to his show. But I wanted to share another little story. I do a show every Saturday. If you want some free podcast consulting, join myself and Jim Collison from TheAverageGuy.tv on Ask the Podcast Coach. Just go to AskThePodcastCoach.com slash live every Saturday, 1030 Eastern Standard Time. And I have a YouTube channel. And I noticed that I had actually achieved the benchmarks you need to, to turn on monetization. And I thought, well, don't know what's going to happen here. Let's see what happens. So I turn it on. And that means now that there'll be, you know, ads on my YouTube channel. But also this means that your audience can now do what are called super chats, which basically means they can tip you while you're doing a live broadcast or a live stream, I guess, to be more accurate. So I did and got hundreds of dollars the first time I did a live stream. And I was like, holy cow. Now, this is also where I learned that you have to jump through a lot of hoops, which is good to get paid by Google, but they also take 30%. Holy cow. But my point is here that if I hadn't tried that, I would have never known that. Now, I didn't even promote it. I didn't even say, hey, Super Chats are available now. My audience just saw it and clicked on it. Now, it was also around Christmas time, so they might have felt like, hey, let's give Dave and Jim a Christmas present. But nonetheless, there are going to be people that want to support you. Now, sadly, it's typically about 3%. Yeah, I know. That's about it. And so I had, again, one listener of mine that said, hey, Dave, I would like to support you. And you mention all these different things. Is there a page where I can go and you have just a bunch of affiliate links? And I was like, well, I have podcastingresources.com. That's a website I do. 
but that's a ton of resources and maybe I could make it a little scaled back. And so I did. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash support, because, well, you know, you want to support me, you can actually do that now. And I'm not going to read all of these, but you'll see at the top there, you can actually, if you just want to donate to the show, you can do that. If you want to be a patron of the show, if you want to buy my book, Profit from Your Podcast, you can actually now get that autographed if you'd like. And if you want to join the school of podcasting, and that was kind of the point, there are some people like, look, Dave, I don't think I need the school of podcasting. Shame on you. How dare you? But anyway, they don't. Okay. But they would like to support the show. So that is now available. And you'll see why I have a free video on how to choose gear. I've got links to Sweetwater and Amazon. I've got links to podcasting editing software. I've got links to web hosting. So if you need a website, if you need a website tool, but you don't want to do WordPress, I got links to things like PodPage and my podcast reviews and SEO tools. I've got tools if you are using WordPress, because I kind of use both. Primarily, I use PodPage for most of my stuff. I have links to writing tools like Headline Studio and Grammarly and Jarvis. If you need media hosting, yes, I have links to places like Libsyn, where you can get a free month using the coupon code SOP free. But I also have links to Blueberry and Captivate and Buzzsprout. If you need a calendar tool because you are doing interviews, I've got links to Acuity Scheduling. That's what I use. A lot of people use Calendly. Uh, Savvy Cal is kind of cool, especially if you have a co-host and you're trying to line up your schedule, their schedule, and a guest schedule, as well as Tidy Cal. When it comes to remote recording, I've got affiliate links for Squadcast, Riverside, StreamYard, and Restream. If you need an email list, I've got affiliate links to ConvertKit, MailerLite, and Aweber. Then I go into, and this is the part I thought I would talk a little more about, the tools I use to run the School of Podcasting. And so if you are running your show as a business, but you don't need the whole QuickBooks thing and you don't track an inventory, I just want to track any money that comes in and any money I spend because that's now a tax write-off. I use a thing. It used to be called Anco. It's a company that was bought by Fiverr, so they've now renamed it Fiverr Workspace. To manage my customers, I use a tool, and yes, this is the real name, Less Annoying CRM. So if you're looking for a CRM that just really makes it easy to follow up with people, which is what I needed, I didn't really need a funnel and all that other stuff. The one thing I love about Less Annoying CRM is I, they give you an email address, and if I email that, it will put it into that software. And so if I go into the software and I see that it's time for me to send you an email, I click on your email, and it automatically, obviously, addresses your email, but puts this other email address in the blind carbon copy. To make a long story short, it tracks all of the emails between you and me into one place. It's super cool. And it's only 15 bucks for video email. Cause sometimes I need to explain things to people via video. I use loom. I use teachable now for my course management tool. I'm still using thinkific, but I'm, I know I've been saying this for the better part of half a year. I am moving to teachable. I'm almost done member vault. If you want to test an idea, like you want to sell a course, but you're not sure if anybody's going to buy it. Member vault is actually a pretty cool tool for that because you can use it for free and I think once you get above a certain number of customers, you have to start charging for it. And I was like, that's a cool way of just seeing, is anybody interested in that? I use iDev Affiliate for my affiliate program. So if you want to be 
an affiliate for the School of Podcasting, you can do that. My favorite kind of to-do list app slash website is Todoist. And then I boost my focus by using a tool called Freedom that basically I turn that on and it blocks me from things like YouTube and Facebook and I, I just get work done. Uh, I have links for graphics. So if you're into Canva, I have things for if you're into marketing and swag. I just started using this thing called Link. It's L-I-N-Q. It's a smart business card. And what's cool about it is I can just now pull out this business card, touch somebody's phone, and it will take them to a website. And this is very much like a link tree, which I generally don't like those kind of things because, like, why not just put all those links on your website? But I can touch their phone. They get all my information. And this is what I really like about this is I can see if they click on this or what they did click. So if you want to see what this looks like, go to powerofpodcasting.com. But I've got links for stickers and business cards and T-shirts and things like that out there. And if you want to see this, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash support. And one other way you can use this kind of single page idea is if you had sponsors. And I've given credit to this to Jordan Harbinger, who's a great friend of the show. And if you go to jordanharbinger.com slash deals, you will see every one of his sponsors. So if you are getting into sponsors of your show, the reason you want to have one page is number one, it's easier to remember. So if you just go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash support, and I say that over and over over the next couple episodes, schoolofpodcasting.com slash support. If you don't want a membership at the School of Podcasting, but you say, hey, Dave, I really appreciate everything you do for the podcasting world. Hey, you know what? You can actually support me now. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash support. It's easy to remember. And so now the scary part of this is what if I put this out there and nobody clicks on any of this stuff? Well, it's there again for the sadly 3% of you (laughs) that are going to actually use these links. And I'm going to be working on some things in the future. I might update podcastingresources.com, which also has a ton of links on it. But I'm listening to my audience. I had one audience member that said, hey, Dave, I would use this if you had it. And so there it is, listening to your audience. In case you missed it, it's time for a podcast rewind. Earn and invest. Love thy lawyer and too many podcasts. What do these things have in common? I appeared as a guest. Here's a couple quick clips. Let's start off with earn and invest. Dave, I apologize. I'm going to start you with a little bit of a doozy of a question. Tell me some of the important things you've sacrificed for podcasting. Boy, that's fun. Because you can say things like television, but you said important things. And television isn't important. You can argue that rest and relaxation and giving your brain a break is important. But do I really need to watch, you know, the soup Nazi again? Do I really (laughs) need to see the trouble with tribbles or whatever? You know, so a lot of TV. And a lot of just that kind of stuff. I am the guy that will catch himself occasionally watching Ted Nugent videos at two in the morning on YouTube going, wait, I came here looking for, you know, some demo of a software. How did I end up at California Jam 77? I'm better at now. I, I treat YouTube almost like not so much a roach motel. But I know I'm going into a dangerous place. <laughs> Facebook is a dangerous place. And I know why, because they're programmed to suck you in. So 
I, this isn't a sacrifice because I live in Cleveland, but like football and sports, like all our teams pretty much below. So I'm not really missing anything there. And so I don't get to watch millionaires talk about things that they have absolutely no control over about the other millionaires who are playing a game for the, you know, it just, it's a waste of, I don't want to say it's a waste of time. Again, it's an escape, but at times it's been, I don't know what I'm missing on Sunday because my family knows not to contact me on Sunday because that's podcast day. So there may be some great things going on and they're like, oh, we should call Uncle Dave. Oh, you don't want to call Uncle Dave on Sunday because <laughs> he's we know what the answer is going to be. So those kind of things, I, I think sometimes, but they're, you know, the you have to always with anything weigh the pros and the cons. And so I think it's kind of it's still bizarre to me that I can say I'm going to be in whatever beaver mud, Mississippi insert, you know, little cow town somewhere. I'm going to be there in, you know, July, blah, blah, blah. If anybody's around and wants to have dinner, it'd be great. And I always, there's that voice in your head that goes, nobody's going to show up. Nobody's like, nobody's, what do you think? You have a listener in Beaver Mud? No way. (laughs) And like almost immediately, somebody like, I can't believe you're coming to Beaver Mud. Can we please go to, you know, Chuck's Steakhouse? And I'm like, it's amazing. Love thy lawyer. Would you describe your business and your business model and the services that you provide? Yeah, it's the actual business model is called freemium. And that's where some people just call it content marketing. And that's where I put out a podcast. I put out a newsletter. It gives me a chance to kind of showcase my expertise. It gives me a chance to kind of uh, showcase whatever personality I have. And it gives me a chance to interact with my potential customers. The idea is hey, if this guy's giving this much stuff away for free, I can only imagine what his paid stuff is like. And then along the way, I had some people ask me, well, do you do one-on-one consulting? And I was like, yeah, I guess I do now. Sure, what what, what can I help you with? <laughs> and then some people said, I, I don't want to do the whole editing thing. I understand you teach that, but like, I just want to talk into the microphone. Do you know anybody who could edit this for me? And so I went out and found a team that would edit for me. And I was like, yes. So in some cases, it's interesting because your audience will actually give you business ideas that you had not thought of yet. Too many podcasts. Going into my third year doing this in your, your 16 years, yeah. that for something that was almost considered like the wild, wild west, there's still rules that you have to follow to make it work. Well, yeah. And it, especially if you're doing this to generate some income or depending, I mean, cause some people just want to do it cause they want to get the message out in the world. And some people want to do it to be seen as a, you know, an expert or things like that. But if you're actually trying to, to generate money, I'm actually working with a church right now. And I said, don't get weird. I said, but I'm going to kind of run your church like a business. And they're like, well, what do you mean? I said, well, I said, when you have a business, your product typically solves a problem or will save people time. And I go, would you disagree with that? I'm like, pick up any product. You know what I mean? I go, if it's a nose trimmer, you're solving a problem. That is that you got hair growing out of your nose. I said, so we have to figure out who our target audience is and what they need. You know, that's why you see churches where they'll have seminars on how to manage your money and maybe Alcoholics Anonymous. And they're finding the pain points in their community and solving that. And so there, there are no rules. Like I just listened to a podcast and for four minutes, they just were yucking it up with each other and they never introduced what the show was about. And they never said what the episode was about. And I said, that doesn't work in today's society. I don't think so. 
that's a little long in the tooth. And there was a, um, an article that came out that said humans have the attention span of a goldfish. Mm-hmm. And I, d- I did a deep dive into that. And it turns out that's not actually true, but it was repeated so many times that people quote it all the time. And it's like, no, it's not true. But I think what has really been honed in on is people now have the ability to spot something that's going to waste their time much better than they used to. When I hear somebody say, well, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but it's Thursday. Stop, because that person's (laughs) going to waste 45 minutes of your time. And again, I'll have links to all of those out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 810. And would you mind stepping in and uh, going for a ride just for a second? Yeah, it's not a Tesla. I just wanted to ask you if you could do me a favor. I just checked my stats. I'm at 2 million, which blows my mind right there. 2,936,573 downloads. So I'm on the road to 3 million, and you could really help me if you enjoyed this show. Could you do me a favor? Go to your phone, swipe left or right or something like Somewhere in there, there is a share button. And if you could share this with someone who maybe is a podcaster or somebody who's thinking of starting a podcast or just share it out on your network and let them know, hey, if you want to start a podcast, here's a guy that you might want to listen to. I would really appreciate it as I'm on the road to three million. Everything you need, you can find out at schoolofpodcasting.com. Everything in today's episode, you can find at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 810. But if you want to leave me a message, let me know if you have an idea for a show, if you think you'd be a good guest for the show, everything is there. You can sign up and become a member of the School of Podcasting. You can support the show. It's all there. Just remember, School of Podcasting. Dot com. When you hear podcasting, think school of podcasting. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. 